you this night. You're good. We thank God. That's great. We have come into the presence of the I am that I am. When God was telling Moses, tell them that I am has said, it was a loaded statement. That meant whatever the children of Israel desired to make God in their lives, he would be. That is why he began to reveal himself to them. I am God, your redeemer. I am God, your provider. I am God, your rock. And all those names that they gave him because every experience they had with God was a turning point in their lives. I don't know how many of us purpose every vigil night, every victory night, that you want God to make a turning point in your lives. Because it's important how you prepare yourself for these meetings. It's critical that you purpose in your life, set an appointment with God. We set appointments with the people, and we make sure by the time we have arranged, we arrive there on time, and we have set for the meeting the purpose that we have come. I don't know how many of us set such an appointment with God in your personal life. God, tomorrow there is a service. Next month there is a victory service. I want you to do something in my life. Because minus that, brethren, you just come for a normal service. But these services must be a turning point in your life in some way or another. They must make things work for you in your life. They must make the devil realize you are serious in serious business with God. You have determined that your father is going to change every circumstance in your life. Praise the Lord. Abba, Father, we thank you tonight. Glorious Lord, we thank you tonight. Elohim, we thank you tonight. You are worthy of praise. You are worthy of honor. As we come into your presence, O oh God, we desire that your spirit ministers to every need in our midst, God. Starting with our personal needs, O oh my Father. Speak to our spirits, O oh Father in heaven. That God of glory, there shall be a turning point in the life of somebody tonight. Something new is going to happen in somebody's life. A memorial shall be set up in somebody's life tonight. Through the prayers that we have, King of glory, the heavy weight in somebody's life is going to be removed. The rock is going to be rolled away. At the grave, my father, they found the, 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 the rock that was guarding the gate rolled away. And Jehovah God, he is no more inside here. He is alive. That was the message. Jehovah, you are alive tonight. Something is going to turn in our lives, oh God. In my life, I purpose tonight, turn something, O King of glory. There is a brother crying tonight, desiring that you may do something in their lives. Through the prayers that we are going to have, King of glory, let somebody be touched. It is my cry tonight, O God of glory, that the tears that have been shed in somebody's life, the fears that somebody is embracing in his heart, 
shall be driven away by your mere presence, O God. You spoke your word and it turned into what we see tonight. You sent your word and it healed them, O God. Father, the demons realized you are present in the land where they were living and they started crying and saying, What business have you with us, O Lord Jesus? Our time has not come. Father, we are praying tonight. Every principality that has been ruling in our life tonight shall begin to recognize your presence in our midst. Shall begin to recognize your presence in our lives. And Lord of glory, they will flee in every area, in every way, O God. Father, do something in the lives of your, your children, O God. We give you praise and we honor the Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. May we have our seat tonight. Before several brethren come to lead us in some thematic prayers, we are going to share something just to lift us up. It's a, it's, it's a question of lifting our faith to a point where God begins to interact with each one of us. Men like you, men like me, of weaknesses like you, like me, just spoke the word, believed God in a simple way, and the Lord of glory began to speak to them in a miraculous way. Praise the Lord. Second Kings chapter 6. Second Kings chapter 6. One day the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, As you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. The place where we live with you is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. Good intentions. Good vision. They want to turn their estate into a fruitful place. They want to change their environment because they are tired of where they are now. And so they set off the invite man of God to go with them. Let's go down to Jordan River where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. Somebody desires and has seen God push him to a new level in his life. Somebody has purpose in his heart. I am tired of this level. I want to move to a new level. And so he has set his sight and has invited God in his life. But let's see. All right, he told them, go ahead. Please with us. Someone suggested. Just like Moses said, if you don't go with us, we are not going. This man pleaded with the man of God, who was a representation of the presence of God, that we want you to go with us. Yes, we have got a good vision. We have got a good idea of what we want to do. But we are not going there unless your presence is with us. I want you to have that in mind. That the destiny that you aspire to can only be realized in the presence of the almighty God. If you invite him, involve him 
in whatever you are going to pray for tonight. Involve him in your thoughts tonight. Engage God in everything that you purpose tonight so that he will intervene when the devil wants to strike. See what happens thereafter. I will, he said, so he went with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down the trees. They set out onto business. But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried. It was borrowed. It was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall? Your desire may be vanishing before your very eyes. The things that God had planned in your life may be just disappearing as you watch. But it's not fruitful for you to keep quiet and complain. You invited God into your purpose, into your plans. So recognize his presence. Invite him to intervene in that situation. Praise the Lord. He is there for that very reason. That he may turn everything in your life at the moment of need. I was so encouraged sometime last week. Somebody spoke some message and it was like speaking to me. Something that I walked out with is that Peter was sleeping in the prison. He had been arrested. He was sleeping between the soldiers. Sleeping. When somebody is sleeping, it means he's at peace. Praise the Lord. He is at peace. But how can you be at peace when they are planning to kill you? It only requires God to be present. Praise the Lord. It only requires God to be present. And one thing I also learned is that Peter had surrendered all his problems to God. He said, my business is to rest and sleep in his presence. He will take care of the rest. Are you saying the same tonight? I don't know what is troubling you. But I know as we leave this place, God will have spoken to you in a very positive way, in a very powerful way, that it is not over with you. He is intervening in a powerful way to turn things around. You may have dwelled in it so long, but God is saying, there's a turning point tonight. Praise the Lord. Just touch the hem of his garment and he will do something new in your life. Where did it fall? The man of God asked. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at the, at the spot. Then the axe head floated to the surface. You know, it requires you to know basic physics. Basic. And not even physics. Common knowledge. That when you drop a, a solid metal in water, it will never float. It's very difficult. Praise the Lord. The logic of throwing a, a stick in order to cause the axe to flow, it beats logic. So tonight, it's not our mind that is going to direct us. It's not what we know that is going to determine our result tonight. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? The circumstances around you are saying something different. But God is saying something different in your life. 
Because he defies all the laws of nature. He defies them. Everybody can tell you this is what is happening. The economists will tell you because of these constraints, because of these variables, these things cannot work. But God is speaking a new language in your life tonight. A life of floating on problems. Hallelujah. Rising above the problems that you have. Are you not happy? Are you not happy tonight? Our Father is lifting us out of that muddy clay so that we may experience the divine touch in our lives, a divine blessing tonight through the prayers we are going to offer. It's not anybody else. It's your prayers as you speak the word of faith in your life, into your life tonight. God is going to intervene. Praise the Lord. Something is going to happen in somebody's life tonight. Now, let us see also the authority that God was demonstrating in this book. Again, we see Elisha down there. Something happened. These people are coming to hunt, to hunt for him. But the man waits upon God. And he trusts in God in a powerful way. When the servant of God, verse 15, when the servant of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Those are the circumstances some people find themselves tonight. The enemy has encamped around you. And all you see is disaster in your life. Nothing seems to be working. Those are the eyes, the physical eyes that are speaking to you. But let's see what God is speaking in your life in those circumstances. Verse 16, don't be afraid. Say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Kenneth. Don't be afraid, Kenneth. I, I, I'm happy some of you are saying Kenneth because everything is coming to me. I'm saying speak to yourself. Don't be afraid, Kenneth. That's God speaking to you. I want you to think about what you're going through. And God is telling you now, don't be afraid. Praise the Lord. Don't be afraid. Fear must be driven out of your life now. Fear must be driven out of your life now. Because he knows what he's going to do in your life. Let's see what he does to this man of God. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him. For there are more on our side than on their side. There are more on our side than on theirs. Praise the Lord. Say, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. That is what God is speaking to you. Then Elisha prayed, Oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. I don't know what you're speaking to yourself. Can we just say something? Close our eyes 
speak to ourselves tonight. Oh God, oh God, open my inner eyes. Let me behold your glory. Let me behold your victory. Let me behold your presence in my life. Father, we thank you tonight. We give you glory because of who you are. There are great things that you are doing in our lives tonight, and I want to thank you for every brother that is here tonight. Father, as you begin to work in their lives through the prayers that we are going to have, oh my Father, I pray, King of glory, your promises concerning their lives, that they will always be the head and never be the tails. Even in difficult situations, God, you will turn them into the heads, oh God. They shall lead the way and not be the followers, O oh my Father. In every situation, King of glory, your hand shall deliver them. Father, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. And the Bible says, The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Fire! All around. Praise the Lord. Fire ready to consume every challenge. Fire blessing through every circumstance. Consuming every challenge to your faith. Every attack is challenging your faith in God. It wants you to have doubts. And where there is doubt, God cannot work. Because the seed of faith is the seed upon which God builds his foundation. Praise the Lord. Where there is faith, God has got all the resources to begin establishing his favor in your life. But where there is fear and doubt, God hesitates to move because he has no material to build. I have always told people, faith is a tangible thing in the spiritual world. Faith is a tangible currency in the spiritual world. The same way you walk with a paper money into the shop and purchase something, that's the same way faith works for us in the spiritual realm. You have it, you have accessed all the spiritual goods. Praise the Lord. Do not entertain fear now. Do not entertain any fear in your life. For God is about to do something. I'm going to invite our brother, Pastor Steve, to come and lead us in prayers. The first session of prayer. Then it will be followed by Brother Simeon and uh, Brother Sam and... Pastor Dennis, in that order, they will be leading us in prayer. And as they lead us in various areas, I want you to trust God, that God is going to speak to your life. And that's an opportunity for you to tap into whatever God has, the plans he has for your life tonight. Let's stand up. There is power. Power, wonder-working power In the blood, in the blood Of the Lamb, of the Lamb There is power, power Wonder-working power In the precious blood of the Lamb There is healing Healing, wonder-working healing In the blood, in the blood 
wonderful name. Our God and our Father, we want to appreciate you again tonight. We thank you, Lord, for what you have been doing in this sanctuary, in this fellowship. Almighty God, we thank you, Lord, for all our past Fiji. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings. We thank you, Lord, that you have qualified us again tonight for your blessings. Lord, we bless your name. We appreciate you. Take all the glory in the name of Jesus. Father in heaven, as you have drawn us again tonight to your presence, let this night be our night of glory in the name of Jesus. Let every shame be replaced with glory in the name of Jesus. Let every unpleasant situation receive solution in the name of Jesus. And let your name alone be glorified in every situation in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want us to sing this song. It's a miracle walking God. It's a miracle walking God. Is there Alpha and Omega? It's a miracle walking God. Miracle walker is a walking God. Hallelujah. It's a miracle walking Philippians 4.19 That's what the Lord 
led me to. Philippians 4.19 Praise the Lord. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But when you see a bet in a statement, it means some other conversation were going on before that point. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What were the discussion before Paul the Apostle mentioned or uh, said this statement? Praise the Lord. We'll go back there. But before we go back there, I want us to look at the book of Luke. The book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 2 and 3. If you see before me, you can read from the congregation. Luke chapter 2, chapter 10, verse 2 and 3. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among us. We go further. Carry neither paws nor stripped nor shoes and salute no man by the way. Why did God ask them not to go with anything, not to, carry, not to take money, not to carry paws? Praise the Lord. God wanted them to depend entirely on him, not to depend on the work they were doing before he called them, not to depend on what their their senses, if I, if I move this way, if I move this way, if I go out this way, this is what I can make in a week, this is what I can make in a month. He wants to tell them that he's the all-sufficient God. Praise the Lord. He wants them to walk by faith and not by their sight. Praise the Lord. Sometimes ago in Nigeria, one of our father in the Lord, in one of the missions I've attended, he said, it's about something that time. He said God told him one money that he should go out, go to so 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 place in another town about 120 kilometers. Don't take money, don't take anything. And these are people that have been working with God for over 30, 35 years. Don't take anything, go to so 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 place. And you must reach there by so 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 time. It's not driving a vehicle. He doesn't, he must not take money. How will he get there? How? It takes faith to work with God. Say, it takes faith to work with God. He said, he dressed, when God called Abraham, go, I want to show you a place. He said, he dressed, carry his Bible, not, nothing more, and he went out. And as he was going, he start, as he got to the road, how, is this not an embarrassment? He got there, first vehicle came, Second vehicle came, the thought came, he said, and the man just stopped. Say, Sir, come and say, The Lord say, I should come and pick you. He said, He doesn't know the man. He doesn't know who he is. The Lord spoke to me that you are waiting. He showed me the clothes you are wearing, how you dress. Where I will pick you, that I should come and pick you and take you to wherever you are going. Praise the Lord. Why will God? issue a command to somebody, go and do something. Praise the Lord. 
the Lord instructed Elijah, go to the widow of Sarivat. Before they say, go to the brooks of Kishon. I will send a, a, a bed of raven to feed you. He was led. After some time, don't stay in that place. Go to the house of the widow of Sarivat. When God instructed a man to, to, to partake in his business, the Lord asked that person in mind. He want to bless that person. The Lord want to bless the woman, the, the widow of Sarifat. God knew his condition. God wanted to intervene. God, want, God wanted to change a story. He told the, the man of God, go to that person. He didn't say go to the house of the king. Go to the house of this rich man. Go to the house of widow of Sarifat. Praise the Lord. Uh, no wonder the Lord laid this portion, Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So, we are to pray for missions. That old man was taken to wherever God uh, he was to minister that day and the man waited there for the old day and the problem God know the problem he had in his life. After the, oh, the man of God has finished whatever I wanted to do, it's just a word. The Lord says concerning you. The Lord says he has a problem that he has been going about without solution. So, do we want to partner with God? God, when God was leading me through this something, uh, through this uh, Philippians 419, I said, pray for mission, pray for provisions of mission. The people are going to places that are dangerous. I will not to pray for them for security, for, uh, to, for them to do healing, provisions. If God can rain manna for the Israelites for 40 years in the wilderness, why can he not provide for his, his uh, anointed ones that he sent on errands? But my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in Christ by Christ Jesus, in glory by Christ Jesus. God wanted us, his children, to be his partner. So he said he want to raise divine, part, divine treasurers among us. Divine treasurers. And that's the prayer we're going to, key prayer we're going to pray tonight. The affairs is plenty. The laborers are few. It is not the field workers alone that are the laborers. People will be laboring in prayer People will, will commit that I want to be laboring for the mission work by prayer in fasting. I want to be laboring for the work of the mission by committing this percentage every of my money, this amount of money. Maybe I'm taking uh, five, five uh, minerals, Coca-Cola, uh, Coca-Cola, uh, thing, something every month. I want to reduce it by one. This morning, I will be writing for mission. Put it in the envelope and I will just drop it and they will send it to any mission. When you partner with God, the Lord will partner with you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord is saying you want to raise divine treasurer from among us. People that will not, when they say 100,000, they will be putting their hand and the cash 
If they cannot put cash, they will write. They will write checks. Go and take. They will not begin to, you want to give money and you are, you are looking at how much so that you don't take the, the big currency. God wants to make us divine treasurer. And the divine treasurer is by partnering with God. Peter partner with Jesus. His boat caught abundance of fishes that the people around them, they were unable to, to draw. Praise the Lord. The widow of Sarephath's partner with God and the, the, the meal that's about to finish, the last meal became the first meal. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, in the midst of Paul the Apostle, he was telling the Corinthians, Philippian, uh, Corinthians that of all my ministry work, even up to Macedonia, nobody, nobody give unto me, to my ministry, except you. And because you have done this, all the missionaries, people going to the field, they have needs. And because they have needs, God does not want unbelievers to be meeting their needs. He wants to bless his children. And we are his children that he wants to bless. And we are going to pray. And the prayer we are going to pray. How many of us want to be divine treasurer? You have divine treasurers all over the world that people write checks, millions. There's a program in Nigeria, a, a redeem camp, where at any point when they have figure like this, you have not less than a million people at a night. And somebody can just write check. I want to take care of the feeding of people here for the rest of the month. God can make you like that. He can make me like that. I want us to pray tonight. I'm going to pray, Lord, I want to be a divine, I want to partner with you. Make me a divine treasurer. I want to partner with you, Lord. Make me a divine treasurer. Tonight, I am committing, I am committing to the cause of the mission. Tonight, Lord, Make me a divine treasurer so that I can partner in your work. I can partner in your work. I want to meet the needs. I want to, the needs of the people in the mission field to be met through me, oh Lord. Father, through your blessings in my life. I want to be a partner in your business. I want to be a partner with you, Lord. Make me a divine treasurer. In the name of Jesus. Father, make me a divine treasurer. In the name of Jesus. Rest divine treasurers from us, oh Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Can someone read Philippians 4, verse 14? For 40 years. People in the mission fees, they have needs. Many of them are in distress. When the missionaries came to, to Africa and to some other locations, from the resources that they have worked with, some borrow money and they came, not rely only on the word of God that's uh, healing, giving healing, preaching the word. They were meeting needs of people. They, they gave them schools, built missionary uh, schools, hospitals. So 
there's a lot to be done in the mission fields. So it is not only going there to preach and to be healing people. People, people will come to even in the, in the church of God, you, you have people that have needs. In fellowship, you have people that have needs. So when God raised divine treasurer from among his children, all those needs will be met. Hospitals will be there. Schools, children want to go to school. And something that is peculiar or strange in the missionary work of them at this time is that we did not read that the apostles were having wives and children. They, they were very free to move around. There was no concern of what will, what will my wife eat, what will my children eat. Today, the missionaries have children. Missionaries have wives and all these people. Yet, God said, don't go with nothing. Don't go with a pulse. So, how will they survive? God can raise manna for them. He can produce, he, he can make, instruct them to get money out of the fish, from the mouth of the fish. But God wants to bless his children. I want us to pray, Lord, in all our mission, beginning from TBLF, Lord, raise divine treasurers that will be able to support your mission worldwide. Raise divine, divine treasurers from among us. In this nation, in TBLF, you are the bread of life. We gather before you tonight according to your will, O oh Lord. Father, to, so that you can partner in your business. Raise divine treasurers from among us, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, raise divine treasurer from among this, among the brethren here, O oh Lord, from among our people. Let there be divine treasurer, O oh Lord, that will be able to fully support that divine commission, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. In Jesus' wonderful name, we pray. The, the Lord, the Word of God, say the word of the ethics is laid for the righteous. There are people out there that they are, they are stinkily rich and they are using their money to sponsor violence. They use their money when they want to cause commotion in any country. They write check. They import guns. They import arms. If God touches these people, one person, if we pray, it's not only money. Well, some people say, okay, I want to be committed every day. I want to be praying for missions. If one of those souls is saved, the check is writing to import arms to destabilize his nation. He will use that, that check. He will write it for the provisions of the mission. I want us to pray now. Lord, raise intercessors that will be praying Lord, for those people out there that are rich and are not safe. That the Lord will turn their hearts. The Lord will turn their hearts and use them to his glory for the purpose of the gospel. The Lord will turn their heart, oh Lord. You will raise dedicated prayer warriors, dedicated intercessors to pray, to pray for these ones that are so rich in the outside, that are using the resources to work against, to work against their country, to work against the peace of nations, that they will use that resources for the business of God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. We're going to pray. Isaiah 45. The Lord says, Isaiah 45, verse 3, 2 and 3. Anybody from the congregation can read? This is what the Lord says. I will go before you, Cyrus, and level the mountains. 
I will smash down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. I will do this so you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. Praise the Lord. The Lord should lead all the people. All of us who are missionaries. People that are committed to the mission work, that are committed to the Great Commission, the Lord should lead us to where there are treasures of darkness. There are treasures. Well, people that don't need this money, the money is in their hand. We need to get this money from them so that we can use it for the business of God. Father, as many as are dedicated or, or have decided to partner with you concerning mission, Lord, Father, open their eyes. Lead them into the treasures of darkness. Lead them to the word that is outside there, that is not being used properly. In the name of Jesus. Father, lead them, O oh Lord. Lead them, Father, to everyone that is committed to this business of business of soul winning, Lord. This mission world. Father, open their eyes. Give them revelation concerning where the, the hidden riches are so that they'll be partner in your work in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And lastly, I want, I want you to pray. This prayer is, this is the key word that the Lord gave, Philippians 4.19. I want you to pray that prayer again and with, with a vow. Lord, every month I will commit this amount for the mission work. Every month I will commit this amount to the mission work. And I want you through that to make me a divine treasurer. Let us pray that prayer. Praise the Lord. Can we have a seat for just 15 seconds to relax our bones and get started again? Just a quick word. Uh, no matter where we live, we can't get away from some sad facts. Um, Brother Kenneth mentioned our fears. And most of the time, the fears that surround us is due to the crime, uh, wrong influences, danger, especially for our kids, for those that have young children in school. We know the world is evil today. There's everywhere around us in the world, there's evil. A lot of things happening across the world. We have kids in school, those in universities, far away from home. The fears of what friends they have, what surrounds them. Though we don't need to walk in a spirit of fear, God has told us that he's not giving us a spirit of fear. But we seem to allow some of these situations control or grip our attention, which is what we must walk away for. We need to walk in awareness of all that lingers around us. Even though we don't want these situations, we need to be aware that they exist so that we can have the necessary tools to fight them. One truth is that most of what we worry about never really happens. Most of the times, the things we worry about in, the, in life never happens to us. So what fear does is that it consumes those things, 
consumes our attention and drifts us away from God. So what is the true balance? We need to focus on what is true. And what is true is that we need to give our fears completely to God. Rather than give our fears to the devil, we should choose to feel, give our fears to God. Letting go of our need for control, because that's what happens. With fears, we want to control. Rather, pressing, pressing on to God and trusting him more day by day. So as we pray for God's protection over our families, I want us to remind ourselves that our family, and when I say our family as children of God, is not just our immediate families. We need to think about our brothers, our sisters, your cousins, your in-laws, father-in-law, mother-in-law, everybody that you count as a family. And most especially also remember the family of God, which is the body of Christ. So we want to pray that we remind ourselves that our family belongs to God and we can entrust our family to him every single day, every moment of our life. And why do we believe that? Because God is ever present. Brother Kenneth says God is always with us. That's why Peter had peace even while he was locked up. He's constantly with them also. He's constantly with our family. He loves them even more than we could possibly do. So even our children that we believe we love so much and we're consumed in fear, God loves them even more than us. So we need to remember that aspect. So in the, let's get in the attitude of prayer. We start with reading Psalms 91. Please, if you can stand up, please. Psalms 91. We read verse 1 to 4. I'm 1 to 2, 4, 11, and 14. Psalms 91, 1 to 2, 4, 11, and 14. So I start from 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. He shall cover you with His feathers. And under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Because he has set his love upon us. So he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. It is God that has called us by name. Let us thank God first. That we can call on his name. Let us thank God for the opportunity he's given us as Christians. The opportunity of a second chance for the gift of our salvation. That we can call him by his name. Father Lord, we give you glory, we give you thanks, we give you praise. We thank you for the grace you've given us to call you by your name. We know whenever we call upon you, you hear us. Whenever we call upon you, you answer us. Whenever we call upon you, you embrace us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you thanks and we give you praise. Because the opportunity you've given us in this world is not that can be compared to it. Father, King of glory, we thank you, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now let us tell God that our family has made a decision to dwell in a secret place. So tell God that your family has made a decision to dwell under God's secret place the secret place of the Most High. And we have determined this in the intent of our hearts. 
Father, let us tell God that he should help us to continue to abide under his shadow. Because it's only under his shadow that we can find rest. It's only under his shadow that we can find peace. Father, King of glory, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Heavenly Father, O Lord, for giving us the secret place, O God, to abide. That we can abide under your shadows. Father, King of glory, grant us the grace to continue to abide under your shadows. To be able to find, O God, an abode in you. To be able to find a fortress in you. In every time we call upon you, that we will see you and you will receive us. Father, King of glory, we bless your holy name. We give you thanks and we give you praise. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us pray to God to cover our families in the shelter of his wings. Let him protect us from all harm and danger, from untimely death. Father, King of glory, let us pray that God will not allow any sickness any infirmity to come near us or our family in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we continue to abide under his wings, Father King of glory, no sickness shall befall our children. No sickness shall befall our parents. No sickness shall befall our brothers and sisters. Father King of glory, we pray that you continue to show us a warm embrace. Continue to protect us with your mighty hands, with your righteous hands, with your glorious hands. Father, King of glory, we commit everything unto you that is within us and is within our family. Father, King of glory, continue to shelter us, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Um, let's go to Isaiah, Isaiah 41, verse 10. So Isaiah 41, verse 10 says, Fear not. For I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And um, 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And let's go to Hebrews, Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is our helper. We will not fear. What can man do to us? Father, King of glory, let us thank God. Oh God, let us give him thanks. Let us say boldly that he is our helper. Father, Lord, let us say boldly, oh God, that we will not fear. Because man cannot harm our family. No thing can harm our family in the name of Jesus. No device of the devil shall harm our children in the name of Jesus. Let us give him thanks. Let us give him praise even with our prayers. Let us claim the victory is given us, O Lord. Father, King of glory, we bless your holy name. We give you thanks and we give you praise. We bless your holy name in the name of Jesus. Let us pray, O God, that God will make an end of the terror by day or night. Any terror by day or night delegated against any member of our family. That God will put an end to it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No terror by day or night. 
wherever it might come from, whether visible or invisible, shall be able, O God, to touch any members of our family in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray, O Lord, that all the powers of our adversaries be rendered impotent in the name of Jesus. Wherever they might be planning against any member of our family, Father Lord, we pray that their power be rendered impotent in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. With the blood of Jesus, we soak ourselves. We soak every member of our family with the blood of Jesus. Any work of our adversaries, we render them impotent today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you are God and our King. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah, Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is our heritage, and your, our righteousness is from God. We pray, O oh Lord, that no weapon, O oh God, turn against any member of our family shall prosper in the name of Jesus. That God will silence every voice raised against us. Every voice, every action, O oh God, every authority, wherever it might come from, which is different from the authority of God. Father, King of glory, we condemn it, O oh Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Thessalonians 3, 3 says, But the Lord is faithful. It will strengthen and protect us from the evil one. Let us continue to pray that God ensnare all those that are seeking to undermine our family. All those that are seeking, oh God, to undermine our values. All those that are seeking, oh God, every situation that is seeking to undermine, oh God, the family values God has given us. We come against it in the name of Jesus. Because we shall continue to abide, oh God, in the Lord. We shall not give in to the deceit of the devil into the things of the world. We continue to pray, O Lord, that your power goes against them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray that God protects the hearts and minds of our family from satanic deceptions, from schemes and entrapments of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, we pray that all the entrapments of the enemy, Father Lord, you shall shield our family from it. You shall shield our children from it. You shall shield our children from the evils of this world. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father King of glory, any device of the devil, Father King of glory, we come against it with your power, with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, we give you glory. We give you thanks and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, 2 Samuel 22, verses 3 to 4. The Lord is our strength, in whom we will trust, our shield and the own of our salvation, our stronghold and our refuge, our Savior. You save us from violence. We will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall we be saved from our enemies. And Psalm 46 one says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Let us pray that God brings to light all the hidden works of darkness that causes untold disunity and distress within our family. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray, O Lord, that you reveal all the work of the devil, 
all the work of darkness that causes disunity or distresses within our family life in the name of Jesus. Father, King of glory, you are the center of our life. You are the center of our home. We pray, O oh Lord, that your presence reveal every eating work of the devil, every eating work of darkness in our family in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us continue to pray that every counsel, plan, desire, expectation, every device and activity of the oppressors against our family, let it be rendered null and void in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that every action of the devil, Father King of glory, that it is contrary to your plan, we pray, O oh Lord, that you render it null and void in the name of Jesus. Father, King of glory, we give you thanks, we give you praise. We bless your holy name. Take all glory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And let's go to Psalms. Psalms 121, verse 8. Psalms 121, verse 8. The Lord shall preserve our going out and our coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Psalms 32, verse 7. Psalm 32, verse 7. You are our hiding place. You shall preserve us from trouble. You shall surround us with songs of deliverance. Psalm 23, verse 4. Says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. It's 23, verse 4. For you are with us. Psalm 4, verse 8. Let's go to Psalms 4, verse 8. Psalm 4, verse 8. We will lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make us dwell in safety. Brother Kenneth mentioned that Peter was able to sleep in peace because God was there. So also, we will be able to sleep in peace because God will always be with us. Amen. Father, King of glory, we put our families in your hands. Let us pray that God will continue to be our defense, that God will protect us when we go out and we come in, that God will protect us all the days of our life, that God, oh God, will continue to be a shield and a fortress around us, Father, Lord, continue to bless us with your presence, with your love, with your grace and peace. Father, King of glory, let your peace, O God, continue to dwell in our homes. Let your presence never depart from us. Father, Lord, continue to encompass us with your love. Continue to be the center of our homes, the center of our family, and grant us peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So lastly, I want us to confess this, these words. Uh, my family will not live in worry. My family will not walk in fear. My family will not give in to anxious thoughts. My family will trust in Jesus. The Lord is a, is a mighty hand. He is with us now and forevermore always. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a chorus we would like us to sing before Brother Sam comes to minister to us. Uh, the choir members, when you see me stagger, you pick it up. Praise the Lord.
You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of our praise. To you we humbly pray. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, mighty God, mighty God. Awesome in this place, our Father. You are worthy of all praise. To you, our life we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. Lord, you're awesome. Father, you're awesome. Lord, be lifted up amongst us. Father, be raised among us. Lord, this morning, thank you for this Friday morning, O Lord. Father, thank you for bringing us to church this morning. Thank you for enabling us to keep vigil, O Lord. Father, for the time that we spend here, Father, Lord, we know that it is not in vain. Father, but each of our families will be raised up, O Lord. Father, in this end time, we will be raised up. Great prophets, great ministers, great flow of testimony. Lord, in this church, in the bread of life, in Oman, during our time, in Jesus' name. Please be seated. Say, good morning. Are you happy to be here this morning? Isn't God great? Everybody sleeping, say hallelujah. You aren't sleeping. Because we remember what happened when men slept. And that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. 
I said, that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Because we will not sleep. We will keep vigil. We will not sleep. We will keep vigil. My prayer points or the subject of my prayer this morning is weathering the storm. Weathering the storm. A man of God has been led to give me this, uh, this topic to pray about with you. It's about weathering the storm. That is surviving the storm. Weathering the storm. Storms of life. Be it our jobs, be it our families, be it our relationships, be it the money we make, be it our desires, our dreams, our goals, our targets. Everything we do. At some point, we have to face the storm. So this morning when you pray with me, we will pray about all the things that we ought not to be doing. Amen? That we ought not to be doing. Turn with me to Acts chapter 9. Uh, sorry, Acts chapter 27 verses 9 to 33. I will read it for the sake of time and speed. I just want you to pay close attention because this is about praying about this chapter of for the event in this chapter. Now for all of us who are fairly well accomplished Bible students, we know about Acts chapter 27 when Paul is prisoner and he's, he's going to, he's being accompanied by the centurion. He's just finished off with Agrippa and uh, he's being taken. And he's with the centurion. There is this event of a storm in this chapter. It is they're on the ship where which is sailing to Italy, or uh, sorry, it's starting at verse 9. We'll join this at verse 8 and 9. I'll do the reading. Please follow with me very carefully. I will not read the whole chapter. I will skip. So unless you are fast, we'll, you'll miss what we're praying about, which you won't in Jesus' name. Acts 27, verse 9 onwards. That's where we join. Now when much time had been spent, and sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was already over, Paul advised them saying, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss. Not only of the cargo and the ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things Paul had spoken. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also. If by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete opening towards the southwest and northwest, and winter there. Now here starts the journey. When the south wind blew softly, supposing that they Supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close to Crete. But not long after, a tempestuous headwind arose called Euryclidon. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive, her meaning the storm drive, 
and running under the shelter of an island called Clauda. We secured the skiff with difficulty when we had taken in, so on and so forth. I'll catch up again. Verse 18. And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. And on the third day we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now when neither the sun nor the stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would have been saved was finally given up. Paul is in a storm, much like life storms that we go into. I'll join in now again at verse 22. This is now Paul speaking to them. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all and granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore take heart, men, for I believe that it will be just as it was told to me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. We all know how that incident ended because it goes on to West Territory. I will not go to the entire distance. Verse 26. However, we must run aground on a certain island. For every decision that led you into a storm and you made a mistake, remember there will be a price to pay. There will be a price to pay for every decision which you've taken under the storm. It is only God's grace that makes sure that that doesn't destroy you and me. I said it is God who makes sure that we are not destroyed in the storm. Now, my prayer points are just four. And we'll go through this. And that is when you'll join me in praying. Come back to verse 9. Now when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous, the fast was already over. Paul advised them saying, Men, I perceive that this, verse, that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also alive. Here is the voice of God saying, Look, don't start this. He's saying, Don't do this. It's Paul. He was just commended earlier. When he, when he was told that if you preach this, I mean, you might be mad. Paul is saying, don't go on this journey. Don't start this trip. Don't take this decision. But then, verse 9 starts saying, now when much time had been spent, how long have we waited for some prayers to be answered? How long have you asked For a release from something. For healing. How long have you waited for a partner in your lives? How long have you waited for your children to start a career? How long have you been waiting for a husband or a wife? This says this journey was started because waiting had been too long. Though Paul said, don't start this. This is going to end with danger, disaster, and loss. 
So our first issue here is compulsion. How many decisions in your life have you taken? Job, relationships, moving, office, house, whatever. Out of compulsion. This decision that this captain took to sail is because they were just waiting too long. Just like you and I have been waiting too long for some answers. Though the word of God there is contrary. It says don't start this, don't do this, don't go. But it's compulsion. How long am I going to wait for a, going to wait for a prayer to be answered? How long am I, am I going to wait for my finances, financial issues to be settled? Why am I in this storm? How long must I bear this? How long is my child going to be doing this? How long am I going to wait for a child? How long? I don't want to wait anymore. Let's do it. My prayer this morning is the effect of every decision that you have taken or I have taken under compulsion, the effect of that is reduced in, or to zero this morning in Jesus' name. Every decision that you've taken or I've taken, I may be using a lot of you, but remember this prayer is all about me. I, every decision that I've taken in compulsion and the effect of such without waiting for God's answer is reduced to null in Jesus' name. So if you want to sit, it's fine. If you want to stand, it's fine. But pray with me and say, Father, I do not want to take any step in my life out of compulsion. I want to be taking decisions in my life out of obedience. Lord, I want to be taking decisions in my life out of obedience. I don't want to take a decision because it's been too long. I don't want to take a decision because too much time has passed. I don't want to decide in favor of something because I have had to pray about it more and more and more. I don't want to be pushed to a corner to decide. I want to decide because you have given me direction. Because I have heeded your voice. I don't want to start a journey for me, my child, my family, my relationships, my building house, my taking loan, whatever. I don't want to start the journey if you have said no. I don't want to go from a man if you have said no. I don't want to quit a job. It's not about which country I want to go to. It's not about where I want to make a house. It's not about which house. Not because I might have been praying for this forever. But I am going to move out of hearing from you. I am going to move out of your design. Out of obedience. I am not going to take this decision because it's been too long. Lord, I will not move because of compulsion. Lord, I will not move because of compulsion. I will move when I hear from you. My daughter will marry the man that you ask him to marry, not because it's been too long. My son will take a job that you ask him to take, not because he's been waiting too long. I will change a job when you tell me this is the right job, not because it's been too long drawing the same salary. I will buy a house because when I hear from you, not because it is the right time for me to buy a house. I will invest in what? Where you have led me to invest. Not because it's too long that I've not made an investment. Father, I will not take a decision in compulsion. I will take a decision in obedience in Jesus' name. <coughs> Father, Lord, I, I, will, I don't want to believe in a plan B. Lord, there is only one plan. That is your plan. Father, there is only one plan in my life. There is only one plan in my child's life. There's only one plan with my family. That is your plan. And Father... 
that is the plan that will be in Jesus name father i will not take a decision in compulsion lord i will not take a decision in compulsion just that these people let's set sail i will take a decision in obedience and in concurrence with your word in Jesus name and that will be our portion in Jesus name in Jesus name we have prayed <coughs> now bear with me go to the next <coughs> verse it says so the first issue in weathering the storm is we take decisions out of compulsion not because we heard from god because we decide it's been too long because we decide i don't want to do this anymore because we decide this is not the right place because we decide this this house is small or too small for me this vehicle is not good enough for me it's a decision of compulsion you haven't heard of god the word of god stands contrary in this word it says don't start this journey don't start this job don't make this house don't do this there'll be loss of life or loss of property never mind go to chapter sorry same same chapter verse 11 it says verse 11 says nevertheless now i'll i'll read from verse 10 it says men i perceive that this voyage will end in much disaster and there will be much loss not of cargo and ship but also of our life nevertheless nevertheless the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman who's the person who sails or leading the sail and the owner of the ship than by the things that were spoken by paul paul said don't start you lose your life you lose the ship you lose property verse 11 says nevertheless meaning in spite of in spite of it says nevertheless the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship and by the things he spoke rather than the things spoken by paul our second problem consultation experts god bless experts medical experts career experts marriage experts counselors friends polity whatever we tend to believe experts when god's word actually stands contrary your prayer now is father teach me to be confident of your promises than the word of the experts around me lord let me be confident of your word and the promises that you have given me as a family that the promises that i've had in church for all the prayers i've said that the confidence that you are a prayer answering god that the confidence that that there are people with testimony that the confidence that that you've set in me as a child as a teen you've answered prayers earlier you've said yes and no earlier you've made me wait earlier i don't want to believe all the experts neither about my health nor about my finances nor about my family nor about my job yes there are plenty of experts father put such people around me that are going to be able to give me the right kind of consultation the right kind of counsels not just people who are just leading opinion father teach me to be confident of your promises and your opinions and not that a worldly expert help me to be persuaded oh lord by your word than the words of people and experts around me father put such people around me who are wise in your word who are wise in action who are able to lead and guide 
I am not about big names. Let me not be overawed by experts with big names and tall designations and big achievements and big books. That's a whole different thing. Father, I stand on your word. It's not about what somebody else has done. It's not about what the experts have done. It's not about consultation. It's not about how good the expert is. It's not about how good the doctor is. It's about your plan for my life. Father, I don't want to be in a storm because I went for consultation. Lord, I don't want to be in a storm because of some expert said or some statistic or some rule or some advice. Father, I don't need advice from anybody but from the people that you put around me, then the counsel that you give me, then godly guidance that is available in your word, then godly guidance that is available in your counsel. Father, help me to be around people who build me in, in every field, O oh Lord. Let, let me, Father Lord, not depend on expert opinion from around the world in Jesus' name. So our consultation is with the word of God. Our consultation is not about experts outside. God bless experts. There are experts in every field. But what is going to be hap what happened to me is not about what some experts said. It's not about an expert opinion. It's not about consultation. Here, Paul said, don't start. But nevertheless, the centurion said, he spoke to the expert, the guy who runs the ship. He owns the ship. It's his stake. It's his money. He said, let's go. Paul said, don't go. The word of God stands contrary. He says, don't start. Don't go. Hey, but no, he's the expert. He's done so many. He's done so many, uh, so many journeys. With this ship, it's his ship. He's the expert. He knows how to guide it, even if there's a storm. Jesus said, don't start. Paul said, don't start. Right now, this morning, every expert opinion that you have taken or in your family that has taken any decision based on consultation that is not in line with the word of God, rebuke it right now in Jesus' name. Be it, be it your health, be it your finances, whatever, in whichever area you've taken consultation that is not in line with the word of God. I don't know what kind of consultation there will, but anything that you've taken and you've depended on it, uh, be it your finances, be it where you've put your money, be it, be it your investments, be it real estate, wherever you've taken opinion, that is not in line with the word of God. That is not, and you've not heard, it is not an opinion. It, it, all those consultation is brought to naught right now in Jesus' name and will no, have no effect on you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Let's go to verse 12. Verse 12 says, just to recap, the first thing we spoke about was, what was the first thing we spoke about? Exactly. Second, consent, yes, consultation. Let's go to verse 12. This is the same journey. It's just the third verse in this journey. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised... The majority advised to set sail from there also. If by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete among uh, opening towards south. The majority advice. Third problem. Consensus. Majority. Everybody is doing it. Trend. It's in fashion. It's in thing. It's not your thing. The word of God stands contrary. Even if the majority advised to start this journey, Paul said, 
don't start don't go the word of god stands contrary to majority advice in this case your prayer this morning is father let me not be advised by majority let me not start doing things because a lot of people are doing a lot of things father let me not be led by consensus by majority it's i am not going to do things because everybody is doing it i am not going to sing this way because everybody is singing it i am not going to pray this way because everybody is praying it i am not going to do this thing because it's the fashion thing i am not going to do this because it's the trend it's the in thing it's it's the real thing it keeps me cool no that's not why i am going to do things i am going to do things because you have asked me to do it i am going to do things because you have told me to do it i am going to do this in obedience not because everybody is doing it not because that is the in thing not because that's the trend not because that's the in fashion thing i am not going to do this because everybody is doing it i am going to do it if i have heard of heard from you matthew 6:24 says no one can save the, serve the serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon say say after me father give me the strength to stand alone even if i am standing alone lord even if everybody is standing else against me give me the strength to stand alone let me not take decisions out of consensus i don't have to get everybody to agree with me i don't have to have agreement with everybody in my family if it is contrary to a word i don't have to do things everything everything my family is doing because because if it stands contrary to the word of god i will not do it i am not going to take decision based on consensus on making everybody happy on getting everybody's approval no if you have spoken to me god i am going to do what you ask me to i am not going to do things because it is majority approach governments are, are selected in consensus see the mess the world is it nations are led by consensus leaders see the mess they, see the wars they get into it's not about consensus think of all think of all the men of god who stood against majority think of think of elijah think of joseph joseph the consensus was throw him in the pit god had a different plan elijah said i i stand alone among all these prophets elijah said i alone am left a prophet but baal's prophets are a 450 but god honored him don't run with the crowd father every decision i have taken because of what other people are doing lord i reject it right now in jesus name lord i want to do things because you have told me to do things i want to do it because you have led me to it i want to do things because it is your plan for my life i want to do it because it is your your plan for my family not because other other people are doing it chatrak bishak and abednego were thrown in the fire because they said no they did not agree with the majority daniel did not agree with the majority he stood against king darius if these are all people who stood alone father i don't want to fall in a storm because i ran with the majority i want to i want you to give me the strength to stand alone even if i have to stand alone rightfully on your word and this will be my portion in jesus name finally or semi finally go to the 13th verse when the south wind blew when the south wind blew softly supposing supposing that they had obtained their desire putting out to sea they sailed close supposing that they had had the desire assuming that the south wind is god's favor but no god's favor wasn't god's instruction is in verse 9 he says don't start this journey god's favor is in verse 9 it says don't start it. verse 13 says when the south wind blew softly supposing 
that they had obtained their desire. Your, our fourth issue, or my fourth issue, is circumstance. You know, I assume that this is God. I assume. God already said on, on or Paul already told him on verse 9, don't start. Then what are you supposing? He said, don't go. What are you supposing? He said, don't go on this journey. You lose your life and your ship and your people. But you are supposing. Verse 9 says, when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had heard, I took this job because all the other ones had shut down. And so this is probably God. I will continue to work with this salary because nobody else is giving me a job. I will continue to this. Maybe this is the right answer because all the other doors have closed. You are assuming. It is supposing. Have you heard from God? Have I heard from God? God is a God who works in design. He is not a God of default. He is not the God who switches all the other buttons off and there's just one button on and that's yours. He is a God who deals in design. The whole world, the whole universe he's created is, is in design. He's got a purpose for your life and mine. You're not default. So your prayer to this, me this morning is, Father, I will not take a decision based on circumstances. I will wait to hear from you. Father, I will not take a decision based on my circumstances. I will not take a decision based on, on consensus. I will not take a decision based on majority. I will not take a decision based on anything else unless I have heard from you and clearly heard from you in Jesus' name. Because I know, Lord, that you have a purpose for my life. I am not just there to be. I am just not an incident. I am just not a person. I am just not a number. I am just not, I'm just not Sam. I am purpose. I am your purpose for my family. I am your purpose for your kingdom in Oman. I am your purpose, O oh Lord. I am just not anybody. I am your child. I am not because everything else was eliminated. I am not there because nobody else had a chance. I am there because you chose me. I am not here by circumstance. I am not here suddenly. I am not here just because there was nobody else. I am not here because I was one in a lottery. Lord, I am here because you purposed me to be here. I am living here 10 years, 15 years because you purposed me here. Not because I am not able to go anywhere else. Father, I will follow your word. I will follow your advice. I will follow. I will wait for you. I will not take decisions. I have no plan B. I am not there to do what people ask me to do. I am not there. I am not going to walk into a storm and put my money and put my allegiance and put my effort and put all this in just because people are doing it. I am not going to do it because everybody's doing it. I'm not going to do it. I am not going to take a decision based on circumstance. I am going to take a decision based on your purpose after I hear from you. And it will be our portion in Jesus' name. Now quickly, my time I think is run, but I'll just remind you of another storm. Don't even go there. There's a, there's, there's, a, there's a time, I think it's in Matthew chapter 8. Or I'll quickly turn there. Now that Pastor Leslie has banned tabs, I have to turn the pages. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse 22. This is another incident of a storm. It says, and this is my final prayer point. Now when he, Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. It says, now when he had got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly, there was a great tempest. 
arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and said, awoke him and saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, who can this be, that even the winds and the seas obey him? You know, there's a, word, there's a version that says, what, what manner of man is this? Remember, this is, this is Matthew chapter 8. By now, Jesus has done seven or eight miracles. If you go, the, go, the, go by it chronologically. Jesus is sleeping on the boat. There's a storm. The disciples wake him up and say, Master, we are sinking. Do something. I would assume that Jesus' response would be, thank you for waking me up. I'm in charge. Storm, be quiet. And he'd say, thank you for believing in me because you know I can calm the storm. But remember what Jesus says. What does he say? Oh, you of little faith. Oh, you of little faith. And that is my problem. I believe in him. But I can't acknowledge him. I should know that if, the, if Jesus is on my boat, it's not going to sink. I, this is after Jesus has done a whole set of miracles. He's brought a child to life before this. And still, you go and wake up and say, you're sleeping. Do something. We are perishing. And Jesus says, Oh, you have little faith. The question this morning to you is, Who's on your boat? Do you know him? Our prayer this morning is, Father, I accept your sovereignty. Father, I've been coming to church. I've been singing the songs. I've been reading the Bible verses. I've been going to cell. I've been going in all ministries. But Father, there are some things I believe that you cannot do. Father, Lord, I accept your sovereignty. I ex accept your command over my life. Lord, I know that, that, that you see everything. I know that I am a child of God. I know that you know that everything happens to me. I know that I, I shouldn't be worried. Lord, allow me to acknowledge you. That is why you don't get people to testify. Because we believe him. But we can't acknowledge him. We think he is just as good. That's all he is. Father, allow me to acknowledge you every day of my life. Lord, in everything you do, in everything I do, <clears throat> Father, help me to acknowledge you. Lord, my life <clears throat> will be full of testimony in Jesus' name. Lord, I know that you are in my family. I know that you are in my heart. I know that I sing the songs. I know that I know the verses. I know that I know I come to, I come to church. I, I go to cell. I do all things. Father, but I believe you. Lord, let me acknowledge you. Let me acknowledge you before people. Let me acknowledge you before my family. Let me acknowledge. Let me accept your sovereignty. Let me leave things to you. Lord, let me leave things to you. Let me not decide on plan B. Let me not wait for a consensus. Lord, I acknowledge you. You are in my house. You are in my house, Lord. I, I follow your word. I read your word. I'm a Christian. I have a Christian name. I acknowledge you, Lord. Let me stand as testimony to you in Jesus' name in church or wherever I have to. And this will be our portion in Jesus' name. This will be our portion in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this time of prayer, Lord. Lord, right now, I, I, we cover every answered prayer. 
with, with your blood in Jesus' name. Every promise that you've given, Father Lord, every, every soul that you've inspired, Lord, every guidance that you've given, I, I, we submit in your name, Father Lord. Lord, we thank you for every hand that is, that is stretched out, Lord Jesus, that is stretching out to you for answers, that is struggling, that wants answers to prayers, Father Lord Jesus. Father, we pray that you will make them strengthen and, and weather the storm out in Jesus' name. God bless you. Shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1, the Bible said, arise, shine. So for your shining to emerge, there is a necessity to arise. I hope we shall be arising in this last phase of these prayers tonight. Amen. Make sure that nobody is sleeping by your side. Because flight happens to those that rise up to shine. In this section of prayers, we shall be praying and asking for God's victory to be manifest in our lives. We are going to be connecting ourselves to supernaturally experiencing God's victory in every aspect of our lives. Sometimes we see victory today and tomorrow we see disappointment and defeat. But there is a realm that is known as the realm of continuous victory. That is the realm you shall be entering tonight. In the name of Jesus. But you see, there are fundamentals that we as Christians need to understand in order for us to walk in continuous victory. Not victory today, disappointment tomorrow. These are the fundamentals we are going to be praying about tonight. That is what we shall be praying about. And I'm sure that we are going to pray. One of such fundamental is faith. Faith. Hallelujah. Let us rise up on our feet now. In Luke chapter 17 verse 5, the Bible said, The apostles said unto the Lord, O God, increase our faith. If you must walk in continuous victory, there is a necessity to power your faith at all times. And it is God that gives this kind of faith. You are going to be praying and say, oh God. I want to hear somebody say it. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Increase my faith. In every situation. May I never lose faith. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth to pray. Say, Lord, power up my faith today. Increase my faith. Let nothing cause my faith to shake. Make my faith unmovable, unshakable. No matter what the situation I see, no matter what the circumstances, help my faith to keep me in continuous victory. In the name of Jesus. In John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, the Bible says, For whoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. My father, my father, that faith that brings about continuous victory, release it upon me today. Give it unto me, Lord. I open up my heart to receive that victory commanding faith. Victory commanding faith. Faith that will never fail in the face of adversity. No matter what I see, Lord, may I stand in faith. Jesus prayed for Peter that his faith fail not. Because he knows if his faith is in place, he will succeed this storm. My Father, my God, that faith that will stand the test of time. No matter the storm. No matter the situation that will cause me to stand. Lord, I receive it today. I receive it today. 
I receive it today. I receive it today. The mountain moving faith. Jesus said to his apostles, if you have faith as small as the most seed, you shall say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And if we have no doubt in our heart, it shall obey us. My father, my father, that mountain moving faith, that mountain moving faith, I receive it today. Faith that command the unusual. Faith that command the supernatural. Faith that open the windows of heaven. Faith that command continuous victory. I receive it. 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 By fire. By fire. By fire. In the name of Jesus. Increase my faith. We pray tonight. Increase my faith. We pray tonight. My Father, my God. Increase my faith. My Father, my Father. Increase our faith. Make our faith to be a result producing faith. A result oriented faith. Faith that will generate output. Faith that will produce result. Faith that produces encounters. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. In Jesus mighty name we are praying. We are going to be asking for God to release upon us the love of God. Ah, what is he saying? That is one of the keys to our victory. In Psalms 91 verse 14, the Bible says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. But as it is written, Eyes has not seen, nor ears heard, neither has he entered the heart of man what God has prepared for those that love him. It is the love of God that delivers absolute victory. You are going to pray and say, Lord, increase my love for you. May I not rest until I have come to you. May I not sleep until I have come to fellowship with you. Let my love for you be on fire. The love that commands supernatural victory. I receive it today by fire. My God, my God, the love of God that bringeth about continuous victory. I receive it now. Are you praying? Let God hear your voice. Let God hear your voice. Say, Lord, increase my love for you. Cause my love to burn every day, every night, every moment. May I love you like never before. May my love for you increase. That that thing that you said, that eyes have not seen, will begin to happen in my life. In the name of Jesus, increase my love, increase my love, increase my love, increase my love, increase my love. For I have found my servant David. With my oil have I anointed him. The enemy cannot exert upon him. The sons of wickedness cannot plague him. I will beat his enemy before him. Why? Because David is a man after my heart. My father, my God. That love that will make you to say consigning me. He is a man after my heart. That will make you to beat my enemy before my face. I receive it now. I receive it now. Are you praying? Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. The third key we are going to be praying about that we command supernatural victory of our direction is the key of the word. In Jeremiah 15, 16, the Bible said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my soul. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 4 verse 3, Jesus said, it is written. In verse 4, 
he answered him saying, it is written. Verse 8, Jesus said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written. And in verse 12, he said, it is said. Hallelujah. Jesus the Messiah was quoting himself the word. You are going to say, Lord, may your word be full in my mouth at all times. In situations of challenge, may I remember to speak your word. Every circumstance that comes my way, may your word be the first thing that we answer. Let your word be found in my mouth. Hey, the word of God that brings victory be found in my mouth at all times. As I open my mouth wide, cause your word to proceed. May I be able to say it is written in times of challenges. May your word never cease from my mouth. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. The fourth key. Key of bold declaration. Bold declaration. It requires grace to be able to declare. And what you will not declare, God is not committed to deliver. It is what you say in his ears that he releases unto you. In Isaiah 43, 26. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Hallelujah. Numbers 14, 28. Say unto them, as truly as I live, said the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do. Lord, grace to speak your word boldly, to declare what I want. Let it be released unto me. Grace to declare your word at all times. I receive it now. In the name of Jesus. created the heavens and the earth. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. You looked beyond the darkness and the confusion. And you said what you wanted. Let this be my portion. To look beyond every darkness around me. To say what I want to see. May I never speak the situation around me, but to declare what I want. Help us to open our mouth wide and say what the word says. Boldly declaring what you have ordained in your word. Without fear, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Number five, the key of kingdom service. We are going to be praying for God to release upon us grace to serve. 
Our victory is in our service. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, he said, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain. In Exodus 23, 25, he said, You shall serve the Lord thy God, and then he will bless thy bread and thy water. If you go to 27, verse 27, he said, And I will send my fear before thee, and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make all thy enemies turn their back unto thee. Service. Service. Lord, grace to serve tirelessly in your house. That service that brings about victory, I receive it now. Begin to pray. Grace to serve. I will not be running away from service and be saying, Lord, help me. Grace to be available when you need me. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Grace for tireless service. Kingdom service. I receive it, Lord. I receive it, my Father. So that I will walk in continuous victory. I don't need to cry before you show up. Because I am in the place of service. Grace to serve. Grace to locate my place of calling. And to serve therein. So that when you shall show up, you will see me in the place of service. So that the security that comes with service will be found around me, my father. In the name of Jesus. Lord, that as I serve you, you will not only defend me, but you will bless my bread and my water. In the name of Jesus. Grace to serve. Grace for tireless service. I receive it, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Key six. The key of witnessing. Uh -uh. You want to see divine victory? Supernatural victory? Witness to a soul. And then you will see signs and wonders following you. Witness. Testify about Jesus. Hallelujah. Mark 16, 15 to 18. But I will paraphrase. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. If you come down to 17, he said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, you shall cast out devils. Victory number one. You will speak with new tongues, confusing the powers of darkness. Victory number two. You shall take up serpents. Victory number three. And so on and so forth. And when you drink deadly things, it shall not hurt you. You will lay hands upon the sick. They will recover victories upon victories upon victories upon victories. Answers to witnessing. How many have you told about Jesus? You know, there are some positions you take in the kingdom. You don't need to fight. You just sit back and God will be manifesting around you and say, let me see anybody that will touch him. And I will kill him. You are going to pray and say, Lord, grace. To witness your word, no matter the resistance, no matter the challenge, no matter the opposition, grace to witness, to tell somebody about Christ. There is no day there has not been opposition against the preaching of the gospel. It's not only here, everywhere, everywhere, opposition notwithstanding, Christ has sent us to witness the word into 
to all the world. Grace for tireless witnessing. I receive it now. May my mouth be filled with your word. May my mouth be filled with your word at all times. To bring men to you. To preach the word. To be instant in season at all times. Never closing my mouth. Telling people about Jesus. Doing your work so that you will be doing my work. Doing your work so you'll be doing my work. As I do your work, I know you will arise and fight my fights. Lord, grace to witness. I receive it now. That I may manifest victories. With signs and wonders operating around me 24-7. That I will become an epitome of victory myself. Because I witness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father, for grace to witness is delivered. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Hallelujah. Key number seven, and then maybe we'll take one or two at then done and I'll round up. Is the key of prayers. Key of prayers. James chapter 5, verse 17. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. But he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and a half. He prayed again, and rain came. He was in the place of prayers commanding supernatural happenings. And things were responding to his decree. You are going to pray and say, Lord, Release upon me grace for intercession. Continuous and tireless intercession. To pray without ceasing. Is what delivers us from being free to the enemy. To engage in tireless prayers. Is what removes you entirely from the hands of the enemy. Lord, grace to pray without ceasing. I receive it now. I receive it now. May I be tireless in my prayers. The grace to intercede. To pray kingdom-oriented prayers. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. My Father and my God. Every powers of lukewarmness disappear. Disappear now. Go, go, go from my life. I receive fire. To climb in the next level of prayers. My father, take me to the next level of prayers. In the name of Jesus. Help my body, Lord. Help every weakness. That is keeping me in the status quo. Change my levels. In Let prayers be the order of the day in my life. As I go, may I be praying walking. May I be walking praying. Every areas of my life. Let prayers never cease. Let prayers never cease around me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Now the few addendums. Those are the seven keys. 
Without a contention, there is no victories. Even if the Lord has given you the land, he requires that you contend for it. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 24. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. I have given you the land. I have given you the land of Sihon, the Amorite. I have given you. But begin to possess it. How? By contending in battle. You are going to decree now. My father, my father. I possess every land that you have accrued to me. In the name of Jesus, I possess my cities. I possess every of my Jericho. In the mighty name of Jesus, I contend with all the anarchists that are resisting my open doors. Now open your mouth begin to pray. Say, Lord, I possess my possession. I possess my possession. I possess my possession. In this land, I will not live empty-handed. There is a purpose for which you brought me to this land. And I possess that purpose. There is good in this land. There is good in this land. Obadiah, verse 18 and 19. If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. My father, there is good in this land. I will eat of it. I possess my possession. Every anarchist standing against my possessing my possession. Be tumbled away. Be shattered by fire. Intabagalanede. I reach out to take that my possession. Now begin to call it by name. Is there anything you are expecting from the Lord now? Begin to declare it. I declare it. I receive it. I receive that healing. I receive that that open door. I receive that spiritual lifting. I receive that my next level job. I receive my promotion. I receive my children. I receive it. The peace of heart. I receive it. Everything you have ordained for me. I possess my possession. I possess my possession by the power of the Holy Ghost. I possess my good. I will not waste my time. I am not serving you in vain. You said I have not called you children of Jacob to serve me in vain. I know that you have not called me in vain. Neither have you brought me to this land to humiliate me. You have brought us here because there is a milk and a honey that you have ordained for us. Lord, I reach out and I milk out my possession by fire, by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I challenge heavens with my service in the kingdom. I challenge heavens with my faith in the word. I challenge heavens by the word of the Lord because it is written that what the Lord has given to me, no man can take it away from me. I reach out now by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. I possess my possession. I possess my possession. I dispossess the enemy that are holding back my blessings. I dispossess you now. Lose your grip. Lose your grip. Lose your grip. Let go. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Lift up your voice. Give God thanks. For he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. We shall be walking in continuous victory from this moment. Lord, it is our season of continuous victory. No more partial victory. 
No more victory today, failing tomorrow. We shall be swimming in supernatural victory. From today, henceforth, in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever have been eluding us that you have ordained for us, we call them forth. We declare it is ours. We possess it by force. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. It is done in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus. Praise the Lord. How many of us are blessed? Okay. We give all the glory to Jesus. And tale of Islam, and tale of Islam, we give all the glory to Jesus. And tale of His wonderful love, we give all the glory to Jesus. And tale of His love, His wonderful love, we give all the glory to Jesus. And tell of his wonderful love. We give all the glory to Jesus. And tell of his love, his wonderful love. We give all the glory to Jesus. And tell of his wonderful love. We give all the glory to Jesus and tell of his love, his wonderful love. We give all the glory to Jesus and tell of his wonderful love. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We give all the honor and glory to him. Today, before we leave, I would like to request those who have issues that they feel we should pray together. There are men of God who are going to be here to share with you this moment. Can you take the next two minutes to walk forward? If you have something that you want to join hands with somebody to pray over, I'm inviting you forward, please. Praise the Lord. The elders, please. like holy this is the day of the Lord's reign God is moving in his power again but anointing Jesus break down it's not by my by my spirit says
praise. Give all the glory and honor to Jesus. He's worthy of praise. Let's stand up and close today's fellowship. Father, we want to thank you. We honor your holy name. Thank you for the way you've been with us in this meeting, Lord. Thank you for the issues that we have raised before you, Lord. Because we have every confidence that our Father in heaven... You have heard every cry in this home. You minister to every need, O oh my Father. The faith that has been joined together, O oh King of glory, you have said in your word, wherever two agree upon a given thing on earth, it is done in heaven above. We thank you because the prayer of agreement 
has been raised to your throne of grace, O God. And my Father, you have intervened. Thank you, King of glory. We want to thank you for the service this afternoon, God. Father, we pray for the minister of the word, O King of glory, that your hand shall be upon him, O Lord. Your anointing shall be upon him, O my Father. We thank you, King of glory, that he shall deliver that which your purpose, O God. Father, I pray for the coordinator of the meeting today, O Lord. Father, that your anointing shall be upon him, O Lord. You visit him, O King of glory, direct everything that he will do, O Lord. We thank you for the ushering team, King of glory, that their presence in this church, Jehovah God, shall witness your presence, O King of glory, shall invite your presence, O Lord. We thank you for the worship team, King of glory, as they lead us into your presence this afternoon. Lord, let our praises be acceptable unto thee, O God. Let our worship be acceptable unto thee, O King of glory. We want to thank you for the offerings that are going to be given, Lord. Let them be a point of contact in our lives, O Lord, to be multiplied over and over and over, O God. Like that woman, O Lord, who gave, and Jehovah God, the all ceased not in her house. So shall it be to your children who give offering today, O Lord. Father, we want to thank you for the instruments. We thank you for everything in this church, O Lord. As we gather this afternoon, let your mighty presence be felt in our midst, Lord. Thank you, King of glory, for those who are visiting us, O Lord, today. Hasten their steps, O Lord, and guide them, O Lord. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. May it be well with you as you leave this place. God bless you so much.